Welcome to the Moss Lorray Show, where we bring more light everywhere through heart-to-heart conversations. I'm your host, Alicia Lorray Ellis, and we are live at the Futureland Conference here in Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome to the Moss Lorray Show. I'm your host, Alicia Lorray Ellis, and I have a special co-host with me today, DJ Focus. What's up? What's good, sis? Man, The Fix. Talk about it. Listen, stop playing. Uh, if you have not tapped into The Fix, you are sleeping. Let me know how that pillow feels. We are your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Shouts out to my sis, Dice Gamble. We are on Power 89.1 FM right here locally, as well as Sirius XM Radio. Uh, we are the morning show, 6 a.m. Wake up with us. And our backdrop look a little different today. We are at Futureland, the two-day conference in Cleveland, Ohio, and we have two Futureland speakers here, Brandon Pitts and Freddie Collier. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. How you guys feeling today? Feeling great. Happy to do Mike. Feeling great. Yeah, feeling great. Yeah, Well, Brandon, we're going to start with you, share a little bit about who you are and talk about the app. Let's get into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. My name is Brandon Pitts. I'm the founder and CEO of Play One Up, which is a competitive gaming platform. Uh, you know, so far, and we allow gamers to compete and monetize their skills through esports tournaments and competitions. So far today, we've, you know, attracted hundreds of thousands of gamers to our platform who have collectively won uh, tens of millions of dollars. And we're, we're really just getting started. We're at the tip of the iceberg. Just a couple hundred thousand. I mean, just, just a, a couple, couple hundred thousand. Some what about you, Freddie? What's your background? Oh, I'm uh, Fred Collier. I'm the Senior Vice President of Strategy for the Greater Cleveland Partnership. We're the uh, number one chamber of commerce in the country, the largest, with over 12,000 member business businesses. And we're really focused on bringing business and civic interests together to advance Northeast Ohio. Yes, I love it. I've known Freddie for since my undergrad. I like to tell this story because <laughs> Freddie was a guest speaker when I was at CSU wow. back in 2015. He came in sharp. Like always, dressed to the T. I'm like, man, I got to know this guy. And we've been connected since then. So thank you for joining the show. What about you, Focus? What you want to throw at him? Listen, Brandon, how did, what made you want to start this app? Well, you know, growing up, I was a, you know, an avid gamer. And, you know, uh, me and my family members and my cousins and my friends always used to compete and play video games competitively against one another just, you know, in the living room. And so, you know, we used to love to play against each other for money. Um, you know, I got tired of dealing with my friends not wanting to pay me. So I, you know, uh, wanted to start a, a service that, you know, was that essentially was a payment facilitator that ensured that I get paid, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I beat, you know, my uh, my friends and my family members in video games. So how did you even get into it, though? So, you know, I, I hear you, you know, you say the story, but how would I, a, a person even start to even know how to even develop an app? What was the first thing you had to learn? Yeah, well, the the first thing I had to learn, I had to network and, you know, connect with engineers and, you know, you know, just learn the ins and outs. You know, I started on uh, literally in the dugout. Right. Like it's it's not like I went to school for engineering or anything like that. It's something I really had to, you know, read books and do my research and really tap in to find engineers that can help me build what I wanted to build. And then that's when the fundraising process started because, you know, you had to be able to pay the engineers. Yeah, that's a huge part. That's a huge part. So you guys are on a panel today together. Uh, Freddie has been an advocate of understanding like the the esports gaming and making sure we have representation in our city that represents diversity, not only in race and ethnicity, but in age and culture. And you represent that here for our city. So like, man, getting you here was a huge win for us because we need to be able to create a space for people like you to talk about your story and inspire the next generation. So Freddie, why was it so important for you to to put together, help put together this panel around diversity in in esports and gaming? 
Yeah, a couple of reasons. One, you know, esports and gaming is a vast ecosystem, and you're going to hear about that on the panel. Um, Brandon is the unicorn, the anomaly. Yes. You know, mm. we want to lift Brandon up because what he was able to accomplish is unprecedented. But we want to create more opportunities for young people throughout Cleveland to become the Brandons, you know, of the right. next generation. So you're going to hear from a robust panel of individuals who are responsible for building out sort of the education the workforce, and also athletic opportunities that are associated with esports. Mm. And I know that sounds a little strange when you say athletic opportunities, but you're going to hear all about that on our panel today. I love it. I love it. Speak a little bit more about the the, the athletic, because, uh, yeah, now you got my wheels turning. Like, So <laughs> if I'm an athlete in high school, you're saying I could have an opportunity to do something in esports. How, how could I could connect with that? And so first of all, you got to understand that esports is a part of athletics. Right. The, the lens, it is a sport. Right. Yeah. So the, the lens is changing. Right. Mm -hmm. And that lens is really important because it's helping young people to have an opportunity to leverage something that they've already shown interest in. Mm -hmm. Right. So we all know that we have parents who would tell us or I tell my kids, you know, get off the game. But now when you think about it, yeah. that game can lead to huge opportunities. Money. Case, in, case in point, but not just necessarily entrepreneurial opportunities, but workforce opportunities, mm. okay. app creators, all types of um, aspects of the gaming ecosystem can be leveraged by learning this. And you're going to hear this from our panel today. So what's the biggest challenge for you, Brandon, you know, going through this process as an entrepreneur and now coming back and sharing your story? What's been the biggest challenge for you starting your app and getting to this point of leveling up, like we like to say? Yeah, I think in the early days, you know, the biggest challenge was, you know, actually, you know, raising the capital yeah. to, um, you know, get started. Because, you know, when you're first getting started, there's no data, there's no metrics, there's no, there's nothing to go off of. You know, you got to have a product in order to raise capital. Right. And so once we were able, once I, I bootstrapped my way mm -hmm. to building a product, and then once I bootstrapped my way, you know, it was, I'm not going to say easy, but it was easier to have a discussion with investors to be able to raise capital. And, you know, since since we first got started, we raised a little bit over $10 million. So I'm super wow. excited. Yeah, say that. That's amazing. And it's like, it is a unicorn. Yep. And that's like, this is why we created Futureland. And this is why I was advocate. Like, I'm like, all right, I gotta, I'm going to have to pull up on Brandon to get him here because we need you. And this is the reason why we wanted to create a platform like Futureland to help share our stories, but amplify the work that's being done already and then cast a vision for Cleveland. Yep. So, Freddie, you're a huge advocate for the city of Cleveland like why why Cleveland for you well you know Cleveland uh, I was born and raised here you know and Cleveland has always been like untapped to me mm -hmm. you know the potential that exists here is vast and one of the things that I've recognized in Cleveland is that it's not that we've lacked resources it's not that we lack opportunities it's all in our attitude yeah. mm -hmm. you know it shouldn't be a situation where people have to leave become successful and then we get them back here for a program it should be a, a place where uh, success is cultivated, yep. you know, and in order to do that, you have to have a culture that embraces that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think Futureland is important because it's helping to reframe and shape the culture of our community and of our region. And I think when that culture changes, everything shifts. Yes. Facts. Facts. Well, we know you guys got to run to your panel, which we're excited. Um, I can't wait for people to hear more about your story on the panel. And, and the, this is the dynamic speakers you have. I love to wrap up our episodes with a pure message. So Masteray is about a, the more light, a pure message for our generation. Mm -hmm. What's one thing you can tell a founder out there looking to start a company, maybe an app or uh, something in gaming? What, what's some advice that you can give to them? Yeah, I, I would say get started, get out and do as much networking as you want to do as much research as you can, you know, know your you know, know, know your stuff and, 
um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you never fell until you quit. So, never you know, fell. get started and you never fell until you quit. I love that. What about you, Freddie? What's your, what's your advice that you have maybe for Clevelanders or anything in your space? Mm-hmm. Just uh, stay focused, you know, and um, just stay, stay strong. You know, I think when I say stay strong, I, I mean that there's going to be adversity. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure Brandon is going to, you know, tell you I have actually a, a tailor made question for him about things that he had to overcome, you know, whether it's, you know, haters, whoever the mm-hmm. case may be. But we just have to stay resilient as a community and know that, you know, we got everything that we need. You know, it's up to us to to make it happen. Absolutely. You know? I love that. How can people get a hold of the of the work you're doing? Website. Shout it out for us. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you could go download our app in the App Store app. I mean, you know, play one up. You can follow us on Instagram yes. at play one up. Um, you know, we're doing a big partnership with NBA 2K and giving away over a million dollars. So you could just, you know, hit Google up and and, and learn more about that. And uh, that's how you can learn more about us. He's so modest, just like a million dollars and you can win a million just bucks. Just something you know, soft, like, you know, just, you know, nothing. <laughs> just light. Well, we appreciate you guys yes. joining the show and kicking in with us for a little bit. Again, welcome to Futureland officially. Uh, we're excited to have you guys. And I know what you guys are going to talk about is going to impact the crowd and the audience and, and what you're already doing is impacting generations. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. Thank you, guys. The Mazda Ray Podcast is brought to you by Breakthrough Sounds, a recording studio and media company located in Valley View, Ohio. Your creativity creates here. Schedule a tour today at btsoundscle.com. Welcome back to the Mosler Ray Show and the Fix, man. We double teaming it today. DJ Why not? Why Focus. Not? Let's go. We are live at the conference, y'all. It is a vibe all the way. It is. I got my good friend, Jason. Yeah. What's going on? I'm doing well, man. The energy here at Futureland is palpable. I've been trying to get on the show, and so here I am doing the Bosa Beth world. So I'm happy. I'm happy. Yes. Next, we were trying to get Wifey on, but we're going we're gonna to get Wifey yeah, on next time with you. We'll break that down further. This is year two for you for Futureland. Yeah. Like, what's been your experience? Well, you know, it's early, but I can just already see the elevation and yes. what, what has been put together. Uh, much expected, but I'm, I'm really impressed by how much I'm seeing the community come together and thrive just like the theme is going. So glad to see the conference growing. And my, my first impressions are like, wow. Wow. Yeah, all the way. So share a little about who you are, what you do for, for the audience. Of course. Uh, my name is Jason Garrett. I'm a creative entrepreneur consultant and director based here in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, working on all types of creative projects across the nation, really, uh, but really been just kind of building and cultivating creative communities here in Cleveland and finding ways to solve hard challenges for corporations and companies around the man. city. Jason been killing it. What you, what, you got anything for Jason? Yeah, what, absolutely. Talk about? a little bit more about your story, man. How did you even get into your creative space and doing what you do? Because you be killing it, Jay. Yeah, you be I mean, killing it. It's been this way for a long time for me. Like I've always been a very curious person. Uh, my mom always tells the story about how I was three years old and I was tinkering around with like hot water tanks and fixing toilets around the house. Like taking At three? Th- at three. Wow. Taking things apart and seeing how they work. Um, and for me, that just kind of carried over into luckily stumbling into a creative career, like taking that curiosity and finding people's challenges and pain points and finding out cool ways to integrate new solutions and creative ideas has just been something I've always done. And I've been grateful to build a life off of it. Man. So would you say you're walking in purpose? Man, I, I so every morning I wake up, I listen to shows like this and to, to motivational speeches. And somebody was talking about how purpose is manufactured. Okay. Right. And so um, the answer to your question is yes. Like, I think holistically I'm, I'm walking in purpose, uh, but I'm really just like walking in the things that come my way. Oh my 
that uh, comes my way. And that helps me to define over and over what purpose looks yeah. like. Because it's always evolving. And that's one thing like I'm even learning. I always like to talk about purpose on the show. Yeah, I know absolutely. you talk a lot about faith and right. purpose and all that. And I feel like every day is discovery. Yeah. None of us really fully know what it is until you're in it. And then like, okay, I'm learning now like what this is. And it evolves over right. time. And I know that you, you know, in your own walk and we've had, you know, our own conversations. Yeah. I know that you're you're driven in what you do. And it's not just by coincidence that you're doing what you're doing. And so when we talk about that purpose, it's understanding for people who are are trying to discover um, what they're good at and like what they can make money off of and like you know a lot of people hate their jobs right now so for you being a, a entrepreneur a business or like how has that process been navigating because it's 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 rocky right you don't always have the security of what a, a nine to five might provide Facts. so what's been that experience navigating through the industries that you've been in man it's just it's just been a hustle right yeah. like, and that hustle has yielded great harvest and so whenever I'm faced with an opportunity to to solve a challenge or to be in a room or be in a place, I'm always thinking about how I can plant a seed, how I can leave an impact, how I can leave it better than I found yeah. it, how I can document it, how I can share a story. And, and because of that, it's really turned into business and generated money. Uh, my wife will tell you, I hate money. Like I'm never the guy at the front of the room like, money, 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 we need to charge, we need to do this. I'm always the guy who's like, man, we need to share that story or wow. we need to see yeah. that perspective. Wow. And because of that, money has always come. Yeah. Uh, I, because I'm not good at money, I sat in on something and they were talking about like how you need money to flow, right? Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you have to create things. Like things have to be manufactured. And I think about like history and like all the great things that we have, like the Playhouse Theater we're sitting in right. is, is riddled with creative genius, yep. the arts on X. the walls, the, the manufacturers of the stairwells, all these things that live on are created through opportunities of creativity, Man. of making things. So that's, that's just so a beautiful real. thing that I like to rally around as I get hard in entrepreneurship. Of course, it's going to be hard. Yep. Like no one, no one's going to give you anything easy. But what can you do to create those lasting impacts and memories and stories that that let things keep keep living on? That's beautiful. He came on here preaching. You ain't telling me he's going to come on here I'm preaching. Like... You, you know. Uh, Talk a little bit about, you know, where the passion comes from to help people, because I, I really hear it mm -hmm. in, in your story and everything you're saying. Where did you develop that passion to say, you know what, not only am I going to be a creative, but I'm also yeah. going to help people and show, bring out their gift? That's good. Yeah, I'm going to plug one of my, my favorite organizations, uh, a company that I'm a leadership on leadership team for is the Marcus Graham Project. Um, okay. It's an organization that helps minorities get into marketing, advertising and media. Um, and before things like Futureland, before we started cultivating groups of creatives, like they were one of the first groups to come into the city and create opportunities mm -hmm. for people. And for me, like being one of the early adopters of that and really sharing that with people here in Cleveland, that passion to help other creatives thrive, understand their purpose, know where that they have a place and a, a footing in the marketplace came from like not having real a whole lot of opportunity, not having things like Futureland to come to. And so we were creating it as it yeah. was going. And so we, we started to build. Now we have like over 300 creatives who have come out of Cleveland and are now working nationwide. Wow. And we can come back to Futureland and see an imprint of like, mm -hmm. oh, we've worked on that. Oh, oh, that speaker is a part of our board. Like so many things that we've touched now helping this creative community. So I think that my, 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 my inside comes from from just helping people and giving giving that that opportunity that I was so yearning yeah. for, and now continuing to create that for myself and for others. Man, Man. salute to you, King. Thank yeah, you, brother. You got Thank a, you. That, that, that sweet spirit. So, what 
as we wrap, what, um, what, what, what are you working on now? Like, what can people expect from you? You're all over the city. You're all over the coming, I mean, traveling. You're working on different design. You also work with the NBA on different projects. So what's, what's up next? I got a really, not I, but we have a really exciting project uh, dropping October 11th. Okay. Uh, in the spirit of creating things that live on and, and express what it means, um, the Cavs, the NBA Social Justice uh, Coalition, and the American Cancer so- Society commissioned me and a team of other creatives to uh, build a location marker for the 1955 Cleveland Summit. Wow. Uh, so that was wow. when Muhammad Ali, uh, Kareem That's Abdul-Jabbar, huge. all of them came and spoke. So we have a statue, a statue. Wow. Like that I concepted coming out in Cleveland. It's going to live far beyond me. Wow. Uh, so that's dropping in October. Uh, our program that you spoke about in the NBA where we go and train creatives and like find them careers in sports and advertising. Uh, we're taking our nationwide program team to team again. So that that's about to launch. And really just, you know, continuing to find new ways to, to make a mark. Man, that's so dope. It's so fire. And I obviously I'm a huge supporter of what you do. Yeah, likewise. Um, we're we're co-collaborators in this city and wherever wherever we're working on. What can what can you share? We love to end with a pure message, a, a positive message for our generation. What can you share the people listening um to you about your your story? What can you share with them uh, for some advice? Damn, so I got so many, man. I'm telling you, I really be dialed into it. I already that. know. But Something I've really been practicing really hard lately, y'all, is gratitude and gratefulness. Yes. I think whenever you can approach something grateful, grateful the opportunity to be there, grateful the opportunity to share thought, grateful the opportunity to learn from others, grateful just for the experience, the better person you can be, yeah. the better work you can create. So I would just say for anyone listening, like lean into gratitude, like find a way to just be thankful that you have opportunities in front of you, that you have life to live, that you have influence to make and, and go get it. Man, that's so dope. How, how can people follow you, learn about the programs that you're doing? Yeah, follow me on Instagram. That's probably my most active platform, at uh, J-A-Y-G-713. Uh, you can also follow the Marcus Graham Project at MGP Project. Man, we're rapping. Thank you so much, Jason, for, yeah, right. for coming on the stage with us and on the show. Yeah. Again, you guys are tuning in to the Monster Ray Show and The Fix at Futureland Live. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, everyone? It's Alicia here, and I'm one of the founders of Futureland. Our mission is to transform Cleveland's innovation and tech ecosystem to be more inclusive and supportive of diverse founders and entrepreneurs. Together, we're building Cleveland's future. So check us out at futurelandcle.com. For the future, for the culture, for the land. What's good, family? It's your boy DJ Focus right here on Power 89.1 FM, WNZN, your stellar award-winning station. We live at Futureland 2023 uh, with my sis, Moss LeRae. Come on, talk about Futureland. Man, let's get it. I'm co-hosting with you today, DJ Focus. My name is Alicia LeRae Ellis, and Futureland is going. Two-day conference in downtown Cleveland, Playhouse Square. Man, we have over 60-plus speakers mm. from all over the country, all over the... We have some people from Europe as well. So we got... We got global today. Whole lot of money. Whole lot of money in the city, huh? we are talking bags. Secure the bag. That's one of the panels. You know, that's everyone's talking about money. Absolutely. So talk a little bit more about Futureland. What exactly is it? Absolutely. So Futureland is actually a movement. So it was led by our mayor, Mayor Justin Bibb, here in the city of Cleveland. He cast his vision around wanting to create an ecosystem for diversity and inclusion for art, culture, technology, everything focused on entrepreneurship. And so he put that vision out there. 
And there was a group of us that was crazy enough to say, we buy into it. Wow. Um, and so the six founders, all entrepreneurs that really rolled up our sleeves last year to say, we'll be the ones to help do it. In addition to that, we have our founding partners at United Black Fund, Jumpstart, and the city of Cleveland. Um, and so we put together a conference last year for the first time, two-day conference. We impacted over 1,700 people. Mm -hmm. It was great. This year, um, we're turning it into more of a full movement. So look, what does the work look like 365 days out the year mm -hmm. versus it's a two-day conference? Wow. But the conference is really designed to help showcase diversity in tech, art, and culture. So bringing people from the city of Cleveland, creating a platform from them, but then bringing people from all over the world to showcase the possibilities of what it looks like for brown and black creators to create in technology, in art, in culture, and entrepreneurship. So that's a little summary, a little taste. We got panels, we got workshops here for the mm -hmm. demo hall. We got NASA, I mean, Revolt, TikTok, Snapchat, everyone, you name it, we have here at the conference this year. That's special. Listen, we got some special guests coming yes, up too, don't we? I want to introduce two of my sisters, Summer and Tamika. Come on up. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Actually, a quick backstory. Um, Tamika and Summer were both um, leaders and speakers of last year's conference. So um, they did a, I mean, the most attended session was between them and rich paul so i mean wow yes Ooh. you can't compete but they competed it was a packed house so why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about yourself we'll go with you summer well first thank you thank you for having us yes. here um it's a pleasure to be in futureland we experienced one of the most transformational and powerful experiences at our session last year yes. um and we bring the trauma conversation into the room um we are very much dedicated to people's upliftment. And we understand that in the tech world and in any business industry, the, the person is not really addressed, right? It's the work, it's the bottom line, yep. it's success. But we know that it's very important that we address the whole person. So Absolutely. yeah, bringing trauma into the room and talking about our experiences and how we can do better and yep. be better um, is where it's and at. And it's such a dope way too. It's not like, it's a way that it's inclusive, it's vulnerable, but it's also for us, right? And so that's why I love what you do. What, what do you got to add to Yeah, I mean, it's for us because we're also entrepreneurs, yes. right? Summer and I are both multipreneurs, highly traumatized <laughs> uh, multipreneurs. So that was our connection. We met in college and we just realized that we had a lot of unresolved trauma that we were healing in one wow. another. And that became our story. It became our purpose. So inserting the trauma conversation into entrepreneurship is really saying, like, I see you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you. Something happened to you but we could take that something that happened to you and make it great like we can leverage that to help you to maximize the success of your business to have an overall sense of well-being and just to make healthier decisions not only in your business but in your life in general Absolutely. I love it's been amazing and that's like one thing that I advocated for y'all last year I'm like listen <laughs> We need this. Our yeah. city needs this. Like a lot of the work that I've done in the city is, is helping our demographic, our community. And I'm like, we're missing it. Yeah. We're still highest in poverty. We're mm -hmm. still struggling with these things. Like why? Yeah. And so bringing you guys in, I was like, no, we need this. It yeah. might not look so attractive on paper, right, but right. It, you know, it's not this whole techie thing. Right. But in order for us to be Brandon Pitts, more of Brandon Pitts, we need more of what you guys offer. So Absolutely. Brandon Pitts, he was on our show a little bit ago. He has a multi-million dollar app yes. in esports and gaming, working with the NBA. And I'm like, okay, but you're a unicorn. How do we get more of that? And mm -hmm. so how do we restore our community? And that's one of the reasons why I advocated for you guys to yeah. come last year. And, not, and then you guys advocated for yourself to come back this year. So yeah. I was like, now in that momentum, <laughs> 
it's a beautiful thing not only to witness but be a part of and that's one thing you guys are collaborators you want to help co-lead uh, and you're not shy to raise your hand and say we'll do the work too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like our foundation is holistic. Mm -hmm. Like we, we believe the mind, body and spirit, it's all interconnected. Yes. We can't talk about business and not talk about your self-awareness, yeah, right. not talk about your soul, not talk about your spirit. And so often we're talking about business and different life things and silos like they're not connected. Right. And we're wondering why we continue to do the same things and continue right. to have the same results. We have a lot of very powerful, successful business owners right now who have not resolve their trauma. So imagine what they can be when they, we insert some self-awareness. I like that infusion of faith that yes. we talked yes. about earlier. <laughs> All of it matters. We can't pretend that it doesn't. And so we were so thrilled. It was confirmation yeah. for us to see that full room and then to get all of the feedback <laughs> oh that we, we couldn't get out of that yep. room. We were there for another hour talking to people, um, um, instant messaging with people, texting with people for months after yeah. because they said it sparked something in me. And that's what happened to me when I was confronted with the trauma information. Mm -hmm. Again, I walked around thinking there was something wrong with me. Then I realized, no, right. I'm dope in spite of. Yes, and right I'm also it. dope because of. Yep. Yes. Because that thing happened to me, yep. it better positions me to be a better entrepreneur, to be more resilient to be more effective in high stressful situations. Absolutely. It gave me my power back. Yeah. And, and that's what we're here that's to do. We talk a lot about time. superpowers. Yeah. We want you to leave the room with your power back mm -hmm. because you're going to move differently. Your business is going to be better. Your relationships are going to be better. Our community is going to be better Absolutely. once we grab hold of this information. Absolutely. So we're yeah. super passionate about it, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, it changed my life. Yep. And I know that I was brought to this world to change other people's lives. So yeah. to be able to infuse this information in an environment like this yeah. with this energy it's like we look forward to it yeah. every year Awesome. We are late. Y'all come on. Y'all come on here preaching. Listen, y'all yeah. coming on here preaching, and, and it's encouraging. Thank y'all for sharing your story because I we talk about it all the time on the fix, hope and healing. Yes. Um, and so it's encouraging to hear that yeah. you guys are getting the response you're getting. But I know a lot of people who don't want to deal with these demons, Absolutely. who don't want to look at you know themselves in the mirror and say, you know what, yeah. I do have issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you do for people that are struggling to come see you guys? Well, that's what we're talking about this time. Um, at our last session, you know, we talked a lot about you know, the entrepreneurs and the businesses that were born from their trauma, right? And how they met a need in their communities. And this time we really want to talk about owning your own story, being comfortable about moving past what happened to you. And it's a process, but you have to start, right? And therapy is so stigmatized and it's not talked about in our communities. It's not even welcome sometimes in conversation, but we want to really level the playing field when we're talking about therapy and we're talking about, you know, working with your inner self because you bring your inner self to work every day and that affects the bottom line yep. every, day. every day so if we can do that self work if we can really own our stories and be proud of them and figure out all of the superpowers that we gained getting through those things right, right? and infusing them into our businesses will be better place Wow. Talk a little bit more about the spiritual piece uh, mm. that you guys bring to it. Come on. I, I, I love, well, I love what uh, Preston there. Perry said. Jesus and therapy. Go, okay. Shouts out to Preston Perry. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> now, um, so the name of our company is Kabad Consulting Group. I started Kabad in 2016 in response to a need for more culturally competent grant writing. And then I brought Summer in in 2020 so that we could really maximize our strengths um, to really do more, right, in the space. But 
Kabod in the Hebrew literally means the weight of God's glory. Wow. And so I was really intentional that everything that aligns with Kabod, I wanted it to have the weight of God's glory all over it. Absolutely. Because if I'm walking into the room with the weight of his glory, then I'm going to sprinkle it on everybody under the sound of my yes. voice. And so everything we do is very, very intentional. Like we said, everything matters. I can't not talk about my faith walk mm -hmm. when I talk about That's my it. life story. That's I am right. here because God is, mm -hmm. period, full stop. And so I'm not going to be uh, apologetic about that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I also, we also deliver it in a way that's very relatable to people. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about everybody has their own personal relationship with God. How he shows up for you, his will for your life is going to be different than mine. I'm not in judgment of any of that. What I'm saying is that we need to acknowledge him and to always, always lean towards the weight of God's glory mm -hmm. in everything we say, do, yes. and thought, word, deed, motive, attitude, all the things. Is that hard i was uh, listening yeah. to a podcast actually this morning <laughs> we was talking about it no for sure I, I love me some b simone and they had a talk on there talking about you know you're gonna lose um subscribers you're gonna lose sponsors yes. you're gonna lose money because of your courage of talking about god so for you two especially as women as black women let's acknowledge that mm -hmm. in this space because there's not many people like you Right. That's, and then you mm -hmm. add the spiritual component. It's like, oh, no, we definitely not messing with mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. So for the two of you, mm -hmm. what's been that journey like navigating those spaces and, and, and kind of the the fear of like, man, if I say God up on the stage or if I lead with this, like what we does are happy like? to be here. Right. We're happy to be able to say these things mm -hmm. and be welcome to say those things. But we don't move in the spirit of fear. So we already say those things. Say right. Um, and and again, the way that we approach our work, we're friends. We've been friends for a very long time. So our our dynamic is very authentic. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you don't want to talk about God, you're going to end up talking about it with us because <laughs> that's all we talk about. Right. And also when you're when you're thinking about um, business, you know, it's you don't talk about that at work. Right. You don't talk about that in pers professional spaces, but we're talking about your whole self. This is a holistic business yeah. that we're in. So when you're talking about your whole self, you are talking about your spirit. So we can't be afraid and we have to walk in power and we have to be able to and willing to accept whatever comes our way. But we must be authentic about this message. And to be clear, we're at a, a tech conference. When your iPhone breaks, you take it to the Apple store. Right. Facts. But when we break down, we have to go to our creators, too. You better preach. And, and that's what we do. So my mom. I would take the phone to God too. Like, God, won't he do it? Yeah. <laughs> won't he do it? What, what, ladies, I, I want to hear your take. Do you think the church has did a bad job of talking about trauma? Because mm. I think it needs to start within the church, at least in my personal, you know, opinion. But, you know, what's your thoughts? Oh, Lord, that's that's a whole nother episode. I but um, I left the church mm -hmm. for a period of almost four years. Yeah. My relationship with God got so much closer when I left the church. And part yeah. of it was I struggled with years with grief and depression and anxiety. And the church was telling me I wasn't leaning into God enough, right. that God was not mm -hmm. pleased with me. And it made me even more shameful of my experience. But the truth was there was something going on in my brain and there was something that I needed to experience in my life so that I could be a vessel for other people, that God was all in the mix of it. But at the church had me to believe that depression and anxiety meant that I was far from yeah. him, right? But I needed to insert 
therapy. I needed to insert exercise. I needed to be more committed and disciplined in my walk and my relationship with God to get better. So I've circled back around. I found fellowship again, but it took for me to leave the church and get really clear about my relationship with God and his will for my life directly. And that's when the anxiety and depression and all of that started to fall off. So I do think that in some churches, not all, because I've seen some bring in therapists and we were just watching um, Sarah Jakes the other day, Dr. Anita Phillips. She's amazing. And she talks a lot about God and trauma. So it's evolving. But I think historically, yes, the church has done a really bad job of talking about trauma as it relates to your faith walk. And I believe that a a major part to that is that the church was not trauma informed. Right. You have to be trauma informed in order to attack trauma. And a lot of times the answer in in the church is to pray, right? Just pray over that and, and everything's going to be okay. But there are really, you know, serious steps that need to be taken for someone to become aware of their trauma and then start to work through it. And I just believe that putting a blanket of prayer over someone's, you know, pain, right, and their experience is not helpful. So I believe that we actually have an opportunity to go into these churches and, and you know, join forces with the churches because we are aligned in our spirits and talk about being trauma informed because there is a way to go about this work. There is a space for this work. And I believe that the church is now open to that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Those are great points. Talk talk to us about the process working with entrepreneurs, right? Because a lot of people don't connect the dots. So we kind of have to connect them for them. Like we're selling like, no, trauma impacts your bottom line. Like that was a conversation last year, like understanding why this and why you're thinking. So we've had deep conversations. Um, And I love talking about the survival mindset Mm -hmm. because that has handicapped us and Mm -hmm. paralyzed us from from elevating and scaling our companies because we're thinking we're living paycheck to paycheck. So we're running our business the same way we ran our household generationally. And, and that has been wired foundationally in survival. A lot of it rooted in poverty. Mm-hmm. So for you guys, walk us through meeting with that entrepreneur and talking through that process <laughs> of survival to, yeah. to thriving. So I do want to mention one thing and I, I can feel Tamika's thoughts right now but when we first started out when kebab first started out one of our services was entrepreneurial support and when we would have one-on-ones with these entrepreneurs that were ready to either start a business or scale a business the trauma was present mm. you know the shame the doubt the fear it was all present so we figured out very early on that you have to walk an entrepreneur back you know, I have yeah. to walk you back and figure out, like, why are you doing this? Mm. What What is your true passion? What is your true goal for this? And then once you figure that out, what has stopped you in the past? Mm. And nine times out of ten, probably ten times out of ten, that fear, that 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 shame is rooted in some traumatic event. And once that kind of light bulb goes off for an entrepreneur or anybody, right, that mm, maybe I'm moving in this direction or this way because of what happened to me, Mm. then it gives them license to really dig deeper, break it down, and then start to rebuild, right? Rebuild their, first of all, themselves, their personal confidence, owning their story, and then infusing that into their business. We talk a lot about, you know, pricing, Right. A lot of times people are pricing in traumatic ways. You know, I want to be in the marketplace, but, you know, my competition charges one hundred dollars per. I don't think anybody's going to, 
you know, pay that I'm not from me. It. I'm not worth mm-hmm. it. And that's a, trauma, a traumatic response, yeah. right? So we have to work through those things so that you can step into the arena with confidence. And guess what? Fear is going to come with you. Bring it with you right. because it doesn't go away. Right. And that's one thing I think that entrepreneurs, when they're looking at social media and they're watching everybody all glittery and fascinating, they think they don't have fear. Mm-hmm. And fear is real and it's okay. But we have to push through it. And sometimes you got to push through your fear with therapy first. And I think one of the biggest highlights from our uh, initial conversation, the fireside chat, was the realization of the entrepreneurs that their innovation, their business was birthed out of struggle and usually birthed out of trauma. Like when we, we started to pull back the layers, I'll never forget Waverly's face when he was like, I started it because my mama couldn't couldn't um didn't have money to get to my hair yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't like that the way my powerful. mama cut my hair. Mm. And I was traumatized at school when she would cut my hair. That's why I started. Oh mm-hmm. shoot. Like I love those light bulb yes. moments. I live for those moments. So often we are starting businesses in response to a need, a personal need, a community need, a family need. There's a product somebody needs. There's a service somebody needs. I started Kabad because I saw that my community was not getting money for the initiatives that we were leading. Yep. But there were multi-million dollar white-led organizations that were getting millions and millions of dollars, but my community still looked the same. So to me, this is a need. So I need to insert myself and start. So same thing with with entrepreneurs. So innovation is birthed out of struggle. Period. Period. Right. Mm -hmm. And so struggle is, is in alignment with trauma. At this point, especially with COVID and 2020, all the things that have happened, all of us have been traumatized. Mm. It helped to level set the trauma conversation. Yes. Prior to, we could walk into rooms and talk about trauma. We'd be like, yeah, whatever. That's a black people thing. Right. That's been traumatized because of slavery, like that yeah. kind of mindset. Yep. But now COVID, COVID level set it. Yeah. You've been traumatized. Mm-hmm. You Facts. felt that. Even if it was just a moment for you, now you felt it. Young, and now you can old, have some black, empathy right, for what we're going through. And now we can have have a more cohesive and vibrant conversation Absolutely. that could lead to a sense of healing individually and community-wide. Wow. Yeah. wow. Y'all just been dropping so many gems. <laughs> I do want to ask, though, on the flip side, mm-hmm. have you guys ran into somebody, an entrepreneur who comes in, and they're the ones that's causing the trauma on everybody, have that <laughs> narcissist <laughs> mentality? I, I'm just being honest. I've been in the business a little bit, so I know sometimes people do bad business, mm-hmm. and they're causing trauma to other business. Mm-hmm. Have you guys dealt with anybody or you know, had to... Maybe that's why we don't do entrepreneurial support anymore. <laughs> okay. No, but yeah, I mean, I have, I'm sure Tamika has, and, and there's, there are going to be people who don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. There are going to be people who don't think that the problem is them and that there's any more work for them to do as a human being or as a business. And I've always made it a point. I'm from Philadelphia. I live in Philly. Philly. Oh, yeah. Philly. Hey, four and Mm-hmm. Um, I always make it a point to go into black businesses. And if I notice any issues, right, if I go into, you know, a neighborhood corner store and I notice that it's dirty or I notice that things are outdated, I make it a point to make a relationship with the owner. I make it a point to say, hey, you know, this is what I do. I'd be more than willing to come in here and talk to you about what you could do, like really low cost or free to really build up your store because you know the whole community is shopping here and the ones that I said free right so the ones who say sure I know they're about it right I know that they have potential and we could work through some of the things that you know they may be implementing in their businesses that are traumatic but for those who say no nah, I'm good or you know that's not me that's them you know you back up and there will be a time you know you don't you don't judge you don't put people down I'll see you again 
See, I love working with the quote-unquote difficult entrepreneurs. Mm. I've been calling the people whisperer. Mm. Um, So my delivery is different depending on who I'm talking to. Like, I love the ones that they got it all together. I'm like, yeah, you got it all. You do. You got it all together. Okay. (laughs) And then I start to bring things to their attention. I start to look at the bottom line and say, yeah, this is this is a nice bottom line, but your bottom line could be dope if your relationships were intact. Mm. You can't have failed relationships all over the city and think you're going to get support. And so when you kind of bring that back to the bottom line, and it's not even so much about like something's wrong with me. Our bodies work perfectly how they're set up to work. We're going to talk about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic oh, nervous on, system. All, all of the, Yeah, we're going to get really real today. We're going to talk about all of those things. And so when, when your body is reacting, it, it's acting how it's supposed to. So it's not something's wrong with you. It's just about na- navigating through those spaces. Why are you that way? Right. Why do you engage with people that way? What happened to you? Yeah. And Who how treated you, you like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And then people are more prone to be to like be accepting of it. Those are my favorite people. The ones yeah. that are like, I got it all together. All right, we're getting to the see. root. I, yeah. I love it. Get to the, we have to get uh, yeah. to the root of it. I'm tired of yes. band-aiding things. No, I work can't. in equity work as well. Yep. I do a lot of work in the community and we can't continue to band-aid things. We have to get to the core, to the crux of that thing. Yeah, That's we it. need some accountability. We need awareness, right? Yeah. And we need to be trauma-informed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to watch our words. Words carry power, right? Mm-hmm. We say just anything in the atmosphere and think everything's going to be all good you know all everything matters everything matters like just say that over and over again everything matters and this is obviously this is why i wanted to have them on on the show with (laughs) us but i know you guys got to get to the next panel what you guys are delivering but i I love to hear about a pure message so the masquerade show is all about more light a pure message for our generation what would be your pure message in helping entrepreneurs as we wrap i my message is always to find your tribe and we talk about that a lot. And I say all the time, the tribe is finding one another. We just found a tribe member in the yep. elevator yesterday, right? The connection was immediate. Find your tribe because you're going to hear a lot of no's as entrepreneurs. Yeah. A lot of people are not going to believe in you. So you you need to surround yourself with not only like-minded, but like-spirited individuals. Find your tribe to give you support and to give you love and to give you encouragement and to tell you to keep going when you feel like you want to stop. Find your t- Keep God first. That's always number one. But find your tribe. I love it. Yeah. And I would just add to that, that your vulnerability is your strength. Um, When you can come to a place where you can be vulnerable and share what you're going through, what your goals are, what happened to you, then you can get the help you need. Then you can find your people. Then you can find your mentors. Um, And entrepreneurs are in a very... um, good place right now, especially at Futureland. Like there's so many resources around them. So your vulnerability will have you open your mouth and ask for help. I love it. If it's one thing you guys could change uh, about what, you know, the industry and what you guys do, what would you change? I think that I would add that we need to be more truth tellers. We need to be more honest about what we're going through. Mm. And, you know, back to vulnerability, I just think that's the gateway. It's the gateway to change is when you're really honest about what you've done and where you've been. So I would say, you know, vulnerability. And I was going to say transparency. Yeah, keep it honest. Yeah. Be transparent. That's what helps you to build relationships. And when we get up on talk, we tell deeply personal stories. I can't expect you to be vulnerable if I'm not going to yeah. stand up here and That's be right. vulnerable too, right? So we have to be transparent. I don't always have good days. I'm trauma-informed. I was spiraling two weeks ago about something until I 
but I could catch myself now because now I'm aware. So telling that story, we don't always ha have it all together. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. It gives people permission to be human Absolutely. again. Be transparent. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. There's healing in that space. And it's not just for you. It's for everybody connected to you, too. Yeah. So powerful. It. So powerful. Listen, DJ Focus, Moss Loray, we are live at the 2023 Future Land event. If you're not here, uh, listen, you're sleeping. We got to go to a yes. quick break. Thank you for tuning in to the Moss Loray Show. You can follow us on all social media at Moss Loray. That's M-A-S-L-A-R-A-E. You can also check out our website for more behind-the-scenes content at MossLaray.com.